2021 is a make or break year for most businesses. We need to have clarity on what aspects of our marketing and sales are timeless principles and what are current practices that can and maybe should be changed in the new year. Today, you will get coached by Ruben Dreger as we set ourselves up for success in 2021. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, growth architect, helping great companies grow. As we head into this make or break year, it is critical that we get things right in sales and marketing. Today, we'll explore how coaching can help you straighten the windy path towards success. At the Revenue Growth Podcast, I'm committed to helping you optimize your sales and marketing to accelerate your revenue growth. Every business has a revenue growth engine. It's the sum total of your sales and marketing efforts. Like the engine in your car, your revenue growth engine could benefit from a tune-up. That's why I'm excited to announce the Revenue Growth Engine Tune-Up Workshop on February 4th and 5th, 2021. During this two-day virtual experience, you and your team will get a complete picture of your revenue growth engine and where it could be improved to accelerate your growth. You'll leave with a roadmap to create a high-performance engine that optimizes your success. To learn more about the Revenue Growth Engine tune-up, text the word REVENUE to 21000. That's REVENUE to 21000. When you register, use the discount code PODCAST to get 10% off your individual or team enrollment. I can't wait, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Just as you need to optimize your revenue growth engine, you also need to optimize your teams. Ruben Dreger is the founder of Coaches Creating Impact. He's a catalyst for coaching inside organizations across North America. You know, coaches bring an outside perspective, helping us differentiate between what are timeless principles and current practices. Ruben and I discuss how we can get clarity on what can change and what should not as we move into this important new year. We'll discuss all of this and more in today's conversation. So grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to be coached by Ruben after a brief word from our sponsors. Ruben, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Daryl. Honestly, um, I say this on every show that I'm on, and it's not because it's scripted. I honestly am so excited about this because one of my favorite things is just sharing incredible value to people. So thanks for bringing me on. I can't wait to get diving into this. Well, as we were saying at the beginning, there's several things that just resonate with me uh, here, and and they start with the letter C. First of all, you're a Canadian, and uh, it's great to always talk to a fellow Canadian um, and you are uh, deeply involved and passionate about 
coaching and coaching plays such a critical role mm-hmm. in growth in our businesses these days, doesn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I see coaching as basically it's just saving time. Um, even a lot of people when they ask me like, why should I hire a coach? Like, is it absolutely a necessity? I'll tell them, no, you don't have to. Um, it just is going to make it way faster. Instead of me going in, I live here in the mountains, instead of me going and trying to climb a mountain on my own, why don't I find someone or a path or a guide to help me get up there? It'll go a lot easier, a lot faster, less maybe injuries along the way. And so it's why I believe in the coaching space It's just a more efficient way of doing things. Well, you know, and this is speaking of a guide, I mean, if we head into 2021, which is a make or break year for a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. this is, you know, whether uh, whatever type of business you have, whatever size of business, or if you're working in sales or marketing, um, you know, I, I joked the other day, it just came out of my mouth, we've got to get it done in 2021. But there's, there is a lot of reality and gravitas to that right now. in the in the fact mm-hmm. that coming out of, you know, this past year is a really 2020 is a tough year for a lot of businesses. We've got to we've got to navigate 2021 successfully. Yeah. But this analogy of a mountain and a winding path, um, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty right now in terms of what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does how does coaching inside an organization play a role in terms of navigating some of this uncertain um, path before us? Yeah, totally. Well, at the end of the day, I think that, I mean, a lot of the people who are in the coaching space and are coaches and are helping companies grow, they've weathered storms before. And even if the storm's a little bit different than the storm that we face in 2020 and then whatever, the residual effect in 2021, I think having people who've experienced certain things is just going to help because I think a lot of what we're fearing and a lot of what we're seeing as far as negatively impacting our businesses, it's happened before in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think someone that just has the experience and has, like I said, hiked the mountain a million times, even if the day or the weather looks a bit different, they're still going to be a lot more helpful than if you're not being coached by them at all. Right. And so, no, I agree. I mean, this year the world changed um, and it's changed many times before. And so I think it's just getting the right mindset moving forward with all of that. Yeah, you know, it it's interesting um, when, you know, I get involved and, and my team gets involved in working mm-hmm. with a lot of businesses, helping them develop growth strategies going forward. And and one of the things we hear over and over again is how helpful it is to have an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, inside, inside our businesses, I think a lot of times we've created echo chambers. Um, it certainly happens inside industries, right? Where we all use the same jargon and think the same way. Um, I think one of the things that is um, really helpful about the the mindset of coaching is we're saying, hey, let's get outside our echo chamber and let's bring someone in here um, who has a different mindset that can actually challenge us and and maybe uh, help us see things from a different perspective. Hundred percent. And I was actually I was listening to uh, a video the other day by a, a really well-respected uh, business coach in the space, and he was talking about how diversity was one of the greatest reasons why his company makes I think about five hundred million a year. And he talked about how a lot of people like people like themselves and they stay in their ruts, in their little cliques, as it were. And getting out there and opening your mind to 
the different ideas, the different possibilities, or getting a different viewpoint about what you're doing. Honestly, it's one of the reasons why I know our company that we, that we run has really grown a lot um, because diversity, and people always talk about like variety is the like the spice of life, right? It's the same thing in business. Variety and different ideas is what's really going to drive growth at the end of the day um, in a lot of different areas of the business. So I, I 100% agree. You know, it was funny. I was thinking about earlier today, um, I had uh, just actually built some new bookcases for my office. And um, so I pulled out a lot of old books to put on the bookcases, right? And um, some of the old books were old college textbooks. And I'm going to really date myself here because the <laughs> year I graduated from uh, university is the year the internet had its coming out party, uh, 1993. And uh, so Daryl graduated. The year I was born. Well, there you go. So uh, <laughs> thanks for that. I really... <laughs> I apologize. In no, hey, uh, you know what, Ruben, this has been a very interesting day. Uh, I started my day at 3.30 this morning. Um, our oldest daughter uh, was giving birth to our grandson. Wow. And um, I witnessed my first Zoom call was at 5 a.m. to meet my new grandson. So this has been, well, this has been yes. quite an eventful day today. Talk about a paradigm shift, right? I'm Who kidding. would think that you'd meet your... Uh, meet your grandson over, over a zoom meeting. But what, what was interesting, I pulled those old textbooks out. Uh, I, I found some old marketing. I actually had an old sales textbook. Very cool. And, and what I was, what I was realizing was, and I'm actually going to go back and audit. I'm going to read through those books, maybe not every page, but I'm going to look through and ask the question of myself, you know, what are, what are the things, what are the principles that are consistent in sales and marketing and obviously, since 1993, a lot of things have changed in terms of the practices, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the strategies, all of that. It's a very big moving target. I, you know, I think as as I've experienced um, coaching, one of the things that I think has been good about a coach is I've I've seen a coaches help give clarity to what's like core, what's the yes. values really getting a hold of that versus what the, you know, the, the, the strategies can change. 100%. The values are always the same. The principles in those marketing and sales mm -hmm. textbooks, they're probably the same now as they were 20 years ago, 30, 40, uh, or a hundred years ago. The, the mind, you know, the, the way you actually go about doing it. However, I think one of the challenges, I'm curious what you think about this, Ruben, is that we get we we tend to get um, connected to the practice rather than the principle, 100%. and we get lost. And this is not a time to get lost. We got to get clarity mm -hmm. on um, what what can change and what shouldn't. Exactly, and the, and the problem is we as humans. We, we have this kind of instant gratification pull, right? Where we want results right now. Now, oftentimes what's gonna give us results right now is a tactic and a certain kind of mechanism or a platform that's really popping. Mm -hmm. What we don't often look at is the principle or why it's working right now, mm -hmm. right? That's good. So as, as, as you're looking at your business, I always feel like we're playing two different games. We're playing the long game, which is based off of principles that have stood the test of time in business. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, marketing and sales is really convincing someone that they have a problem, you have a solution, mm -hmm. and it's worth them 
funneling some money your way to get rid of some pain. Like it's like some of those principles, they will not change. Mm-hmm. But as far as platforms or specific places to spend money on ads or whatever it is, that is volatile. It's going to go up and down. I mean, for the people that have been in the space long enough to, they, they started when Google was a thing and then they were doing Google ads, ad costs went up, then Facebook came around, then YouTube. And now mm-hmm. the new things are Instagram and TikTok that are going crazy. You're playing two games. You're playing the long game and you're playing the short game. I think it's actually vital that you play both because if you just play the long game, you're probably going to get sunk by a lot of new businesses that are coming into the space. But if you only play the short game, you're going to have high highs and low lows and you might not want to be in business. And so I think it's important to have a mindset of we're building for the long game, but we're also making sure we're smart with the short plays. Um, and so I think, I think it's really important to have both. And I'm actually, I'm really interested to, when you read those textbooks, because I bet you there's going to be things in there that are going to be like solid and then things in there are going to be like, oh, wow, we haven't been doing this for like 20 years. It's going to be interesting. The, what was entertaining was, uh, this morning I did this on revenue growth live, I actually flipped through some of the pages okay. and there's pictures. That's what's great. There's pictures, Amazing. uh, from, you know, 1990, the dark ages and, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just seeing uh, what, you know, just the the style of business and all of that. Right. But once again, yeah, I'm really curious because I know that there are going to be some gold nuggets in there of things mm-hmm. that are, you know, always need to be there. And I think this is a really good time to get clarity between the, print, uh, the, the core uh, principle and mm-hmm. the platforms and the practices and, you know, yeah. all of that because... Um, as we move into 2021 and we we craft a strategy in this winding path, um, we need to make sure that that it's built on something solid, mm-hmm. not on um, something that's going to shift. And oh, I think 100%. a coach can help with that. Mm-hmm. And I think more important than anything, in not only thinking about weathering the storm, I'm already thinking about the next storm. And that's why I think mm. businesses right now, weathering this storm, it's okay if you do short plays. It's okay if you do something that's really going to be only effective for a year, as long as you're also focusing on what's going to prepare you for the next storm. Um, Because again, people always just focus on the here and now. And I, I, I think it's really important to focus on the here and now. And I often tell my clients and people I work with, okay, 80% of your energy really should be going to what are we doing right now? But as a CEO, like myself and a lot of other people, you have to be also spending time on something that's going to be helping you a year down the road or five years down the road. And so how can you make sure that the next storm, when it hits you, it's not going to be as hard as this one? Set yourself up, whether it's financially or from a product standpoint or a price mm-hmm. standpoint, that it's not going to be as volatile in the next storm. So I, I see nothing wrong with being like, hey, let's play some short games here to survive because you didn't set yourself up for the long game. But you better make sure that the next time it comes around, you are set up for it. And, and you know, I think that's such a, a powerful and important perspective to have here. And, um, you know, this... I think this reinforces one of the just core values of a coach is bringing fresh perspective and asking great questions. What are some questions do you think that um, business leaders should be asking themselves great. right now? That, that's a great question. What, what questions <laughs> Thank should you be asking? So 
most of the time when I'm going into looking at a company or at a, someone's business or whatever it is, and the questions that I often ask, the top two questions, especially when we're talking about revenue and growth, is the first thing is, is there a simpler way to get the same or better result than you're already getting? Uh, because yeah. one of the, like the easiest lever to pull to see growth is to simplify. It's to look at everything that's going on, pinpoint what's actually driving growth, X out the 80% that's not actually helping that happen and double down on what is helping, right? Most of the time people, when they come to us and we 3X their business in 90 days or whatever it is, it's not because we gave them a new strategy or the secret marketing tactic or the organic funnel that's gonna be blowing it up. Most of the time we just said, hey, this like 20 hours worth of stuff you're doing every single week, stop doing it and do what's already working 20 more times. Mm. So the first question we always ask is around simplification. Um, because when you simplify things, it's, it's kind of like if you have 10 units of energy, right? Instead of going in 10 different directions, you're going 10 miles in one direction. Mm. You're going to go a lot further and it's going to be a lot easier for you. And again, you're going to become better at it because you have more repetition into it. So that's, that's the first question I always ask. Is I, I want to camp there because for a moment, because yeah. I think this is really, really um, important, especially for um, our marketing professionals that are listening in right now, because, you know, over the last decade, there has been a lot of shiny objects in the, mm -hmm. the marketing space. And I'm, you know, I'll geek out with anybody. I love, <laughs> I love the technology. I love the innovation. I love the platforms. I love all of it. But you know, there's got to be a moment, uh, there's got to be times when you, you go, mm -hmm. okay, pause button, what's working, what's yeah. not, why are we doing that? You know, and, and, um, and, and to focus the energy and effort on things that are going to get you the results. And it probably, the old, good old Vilfredo Pareto, you know, from the Italy in the 1800s with his 80-20 rule, it's still in full play right exactly. now. And, yeah, this is, a, in, in fact, you know, here as we're at the sunset of 2020 and looking into 2021, this is a good time to, during the pause uh, button here to, to say, what do we, it's not what do we need to start doing, it's what do we need to stop mm -hmm. doing? What a great question to ask. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. Our, and on a, on a practical note for that, if someone's like, oh, I want to do that, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. Um one of the simplest ways to do it, and I'm doing this from a CEO standpoint, but you can also get uh, different people in your organization to do this, is to actually write out every activity that takes over 10 minutes hmm. on a piece of paper that you do in a given week, okay? So whether it's, it's we're publishing this content, working on these ad creatives, we're having these calls, we're training these people, creating content, like write it all out. And then actually ask yourself three questions on all those different tasks. And again, you can get people in your organization to do this is, is this moving the needle in what your goals are? Is, is it growth to this percentage? Is it getting X amount of more people to buy? Whatever it is, is it, is it getting us closer to there? And basically the, the answer is either going to be yes or no, or it's helpful, but I shouldn't be doing it. And so either, okay, if, it, if it's driving growth and we can do more of it, let's put a check mark there. If it's actually not helping us get closer to where we want to go and it's kind of just busy work or whatever it might be, we exit out right there. If it's work that is important, but someone that 
can work maybe a, for a cheaper amount or whatever it is, can do it mm-hmm. and can do it maybe even better than you can do, you need to outsource it, right? So That's it's good. either keep it, exit or outsource it. And this is actually, it's a principle I was taught actually by uh, a mentor that I hired a while ago. And they do this every 90 days in their organization. Wow. And every time they do it, he said that they were gaining about five to 10 hours a week back every single time. And that's how they kept it really lean, a really lean business where there wasn't a lot of wasted time and busy work. So if you guys are wondering how to do that, go ahead, write all those things down and actually look at it. I did it just last week. And now I have about seven hours back into my work schedule that there was just these things that I was doing because I thought I had to do them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, my virtual assistants can do those. No, my head of fulfillment can do that. No, my COO can do that. And I got them off my plate. And now I can focus on, again, low-hanging fruit, the path of least resistance, the next growth channel. I now have the time to do that. Wow. That is that is so hyper practical right now. I just, right there, I just, you know, if, if there was like a vocal highlighter, I just want to highlight <laughs> that. That is some fantastic advice. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, it, the marketing people in particular, but also for our sales professionals listening in, you know, mm. you look right now, this, this is a make or break year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going, you know, what are you doing in a given week and where are the revenue producing activities? 100%. Um, yeah. And what do you need to stop doing? And, and even if you're in sales leadership, what are some of the tasks that you could, uh, put us some administrative support in for your sales team to keep them focused mm-hmm. on, on all of this and even, yeah. And, and, and also looking, I think in the process at the environment in which we find ourselves, I mean, for many uh, field sales organizations, you know, there was this big culture shock of moving to um, Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. However, now that, you know, we're we're all very proficient at using Zoom, I just watched my grandchild, met my new grandchild this <laughs> exactly. morning over Zoom. Um, now it's time to, time to look and go, okay, maybe this, maybe this Zoom thing's not so bad. We don't have to drive two hours to an appointment. We can handle eight appointments a day instead of three. Uh, how can we, given this current environment, how can we set ourselves up so that we can maximize our time in front of clients and prospects and maximize mm-hmm. in that time what we're doing that is actually adding value? And I think, you know, it's, it's as everything shifts, as we go through these sea level changes in how we live, how we work, what the expectations are, mm-hmm. um, this reevaluation of what's working, what's not, and what can we offload? Great, great Mm -hmm. question. And I, and I think even though the storm of 2020 brought a lot of negativity, Mm -hmm. I think businesses that get creative are going to experience some incredible growth with every small recession Mm -hmm. um, that the world has had. There's always been people that came through that did incredible and I think, it, I think it's twofold. I think number one, they got really creative. Mm-hmm. And number two, they asked themselves, how could they serve their clients better mm-hmm. rather than being in the mindset of, oh, poor me. Right. And there, there is some really bad things happening in the world. And I'm not saying don't feel the pain and don't process it. There is a lot of that. And I think it needs to be processed. 
But I think, and I, a lot of the clients that we were working through when, when COVID hit hard in, it hit hard in Canada here in March, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them, I just told them, now is the time to rise up. Now yes. is the time to serve your clients better. It's not the time to be in fear of, is my business going to fail? Like if you plant the seeds of goodwill with your clients and with the people you're trying to sell, when the times are hard, they're going to come to you when the times are good. Because it's always the people that walked alongside you in the difficult times that you're going to hold on to the strongest for the rest of your life. If you, and, and I'm getting a bit heated here, like if you like actually let go of people when times are tough and you don't support them and you don't help or lead them, they're not going to come to you in the good times. Right. Because they knew that, or they know now that in the hard times you left and they're not going to trust you. So I think the hard times, you have the greatest opportunity to serve right now. Well, and that's a, that is a great mindset, you know, as, as, as we reflect on, on this year and, you know, this, this episode is releasing here at the end of the year. And, um, you know, as we said in the, in the intro, happy holidays to everybody. I know, you know, it, I've, I can't tell you I, how many, I've lost count of the number of times I've heard people say, I can't wait to flip the calendar on this year. <laughs> um, and I feel you, I feel you on that. I'm, I'm excited about 2021, but I think that there is, um, you know, as you've coached us today, um, this is really this time of year, it's one of my favorite times of year, and I'm glad you're on. Um, we're having this conversation right now because I think this is a time to um, get coached. You know, coach mm-hmm. yourself, um, get a coach, ask these questions of yourself and each other, and what you know, what what look back over this year. What can we be grateful for? What have mm-hmm. we learned? What character um, has been formed over this year? And then going forward, what do we need to stop? What do we need to start, keep doing, do more of? And, and what do we need to outsource? Uh, Ruben, I, you have, you've coached us today. <laughs> it just happened. Here we are having a conversation and the coaching broke out. But uh, you know what? The, the value you're bringing to organizations in terms of, of leading this movement of coaching, um, being a champion for coaching, I just want to applaud you on that because I think that um, this season has revealed how critical that is. And uh, I hope we can carry that going forward in terms of what can we do as organizations to, um, to get coached and to, to become more excellent at what we do. So as we wrap up, um, parting words for this great audience of business leaders, what would you say as you look forward into this next year? Yeah, so one of the things, and this is just intrinsically who I am, Um, Right now, I believe in the business space, heart-centeredness is becoming trendy. Now, here's my my recommendation for you guys is learn how to do things. And and a lot of the, actually in the sales space, especially a lot of contextual sales is starting to really be on the rise. And I think that's great. It's trending, heart-centeredness and caring and, and being intuitive is becoming a trend actually in the business space for growth. But here's, um, I guess my call to the entrepreneurs, the sales professionals, people listening is to maintain being heart centered, even when it becomes something that's not trending, because in a couple of years from now, it's not going to be trending anymore because it comes and goes. It always will. And we talked about before playing the long game and 
part of playing the long game, if you really want to be in this game for, I'll, I'll call it 10 years plus, is always be caring for people. Always yeah. be providing more value than they expect. Because if you always actually approach situations, especially sales, I love doing sales from such a heart center place. People feel like I care so much and our companies care so much that they just want to be a part of it. If yeah. you do that now, it's trending. Great. You'll see some excellent growth because it's trending. But even the times when it's not trending, you're going to be playing the long game. And I think that's what it's all about. So as much as you want to be tactical and you should be tactical, get the best advice, be business savvy, the best business acumen, all of it, but lead from the heart. And I don't think you can go wrong. Oh, couldn't agree more. Well, Ruben, thank you for sharing time today. Uh, this is it has been inspirational and highly practical. And I just want to say uh, just a, a huge thank you from me and the revenue growth uh, audience in terms of just what you've shared with us today. So valuable. Of course. Honestly, thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Well, you can connect with Ruben. We'll put his information in the show notes. And as we wrap up, um, I said it earlier and I want to say it again, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. This is um, this has been a year I've, I've gotten to know many of you that are involved in the podcast personally. I would love to connect with you if we haven't connected yet. Um, thank you to everybody who is out there, as we say on the C-Suite Radio Network, working to drive and thrive. It's been a tough, tough year, but I got to say, um, so many of you have had a fantastic attitude through all of it. And I think we're building capacity and grit that's going to serve us well as we move into the new year. As we're here at the end of the year, I know many of you are faced with the challenge of setting goals in an uncertain environment. So I want to welcome you to check out the replay from our web class that was just a couple of weeks ago on how to set revenue growth goals in an uncertain market. Uh, it was a very valuable class. We got a lot of great feedback from it. And I think you'll find the idea is very practical. You can find that on revenuegrowthengine.net. Text the word revenue to 21,000 and we'll hook you up with that resource and many more. But uh, once again, to everybody, have a wonderful holiday. And uh, as we say at the end of every episode of the Revenue Growth Podcast, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.